0: how's it going everyone it's the music reviewer here and thank you for joining me on a new episode of best and worst track of the week uh this episode is going to be over the week of july 11th and yeah before i get started uh just to let everyone know my last review dropped uh last night and it was actually something new i did it was uh titled worth a listen um that was over the latest or the Debut album, recently released relatively recently in 2019 by the Japanese House. Um, if you're interested in something new, um, I'll probably be keeping up with that series here and there. Um, worth a listen. And uh, yeah, the Phoebe Bridgers uh, review is also out. Um a few of you guys have listened to that, so I'm happy uh, with that. And uh, yeah, thanks for taking a listen today. Um, let's get started on Best and Worst Track of the Week. So if you're new to Best and Worst Track of the Week, all it is is me going through the new entries into the Billboard Hot 100 this week and uh, reviewing each one, giving it a letter grade, and picking out uh, one that is the worst, and one that is, that that is the best. Um, and, yep, this week, in all honesty, seems like uh, probably one of the more dry uh, or uninteresting batches batch of songs. Um, there wasn't anything that... Uh, Other than the best track of the week that really grabbed or held my attention, um, a lot of it seems just like filler um, that I think might not stick around too long, um, but probably wrong because there was Travis Scott and Kanye in here um, as as well as like Selena Gomez. But um, yeah, uh, let me start from the lowest entry uh, coming in. I Called Mama by Tim McGraw. So is a He probably needs no in, introduction at this point. He is the country artist that has sort of held true to his style. He hasn't really sold out, I think, um, since coming in, I think, in the late 90s or early 2000s. Um, he has kind of like this 2000s country um, aesthetic to his music where it's like very scenic. Um, he, it, like the soundscape is just... Always very similar. Um, There's like a storytelling nature and genuineness to it. There's like these light instrument instrumentals and slight airy percussion with the percussion with twangy guitars and a slide guitar solo on this Um, very like old school country uh, comparing it to nowadays. Um, I gave this one a B plus. I thought that was one of the better tracks of the week. Uh, Unfortunately, the next few tracks are going to be the same. So the next song uh, is titled Rags to Riches, featuring ATR Sunsun by Rod Wave. Um, Rod Wave is an upcoming trap singer-songwriter-rapper. Don't know too much of his music. I think this is one of the first tracks I've ever heard. Um, And uh, ATR Sunsun, I don't know who the hell that person is. Um, I guess they might have or they might have been featured on here, or they might have been doing ad libs. But I tried looking up a bio on Google. I tried finding an IG account. I tried finding a Twitter. There's nothing. Who the hell is he? Um, but anyways, this track <laughs> was not um, was not very. Uh, I guess not much of a first impression. The production is just way too loud on that sub bass. It is so distorted and just like sloppy. Um, I understand that's for effect, but Jesus, maybe turn it down a couple notches. Um, it's like this, it features like this typical minor key piano instrumental used in hip hop. Um, the rest of the production is just weak and wimpy. Uh, and aside from that big sub bass, um, it's this like generic mama, I made it hip hop song. And it has like these Roddy Rich mannerisms. Um, definitely was not feeling this track. This track almost got worst track of the week. Um, I gave it a D. Uh, next track is a country track, uh, Loving On You by Luke Combs, which I think this is one of the first songs I've actually like looked into or analyzed from the sophomore album of Luke Combs. I know he was very successful on his debut album and is becoming a rising star in country, but uh, upon listening to this uh, track, I don't think this single's doing him any favors on that come up. Um, It has this Toby Keith-like 2000s country rock aesthetic. It's like very clear and clean, pristine production. It's like almost forced on that pristineness. It's ungenuine for Luke Combs. Um, The guitar solo seems regurgitated. It seems like it could be copy and pasted into numerous country songs. Um, It's technical, but easily substituted. A little bland, so I gave that one a C. All right, what do we got next? Past Life with Selena Gomez by Trevor Daniel. Not much. There's not much I know about Trevor Daniel other than upon first listen, he immediately gave me the same vibes of Post Malone. I did a little bit more research. Yeah, he's definitely of the Post Malone ripoff school. Um, not to say that his performance on this track is bad. Um, this is just a pop song over like an acoustic guitar and like light piano. I think um, they throw in a trap beat eventually. I give it to give it that modern, contemporary flair. Um, the song nicely does nicely develop to something better in like the second chorus. Uh, the Selena Gomez feature isn't terrible either. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Trevor Daniel. Um, the oh oh woes, oh oh woes, like parts are a little wimpy and weak. I guess Trevor Daniel almost sounds like R.C. Cola, Charlie Puth. It's probably the best I could put it. Um, I gave this track a C. Yeah. Um, next track is Wash Us in Blood by Kanye West and Travis Scott. Now, upon just mentioning those two artists' names, I'd say that I was not going to like this song. Not that I hate Kanye West. I think his persona kind of looms over the music. Any, I guess, merit in his music. It's a little annoying. uh, A lot of the things he does for attention. But that's aside from the music. Travis Scott, on the other hand, um, just to put it very blandly, I think he's probably one of the most overrated artists of the 2010s. Not that he doesn't make decent to good music, but. The hype and uh, critical acclaim that's been received in projects such as like Astroworld, um, I I just don't understand. And maybe that's just like the late to mid twenties guy talking to me. Um, I know he probably appears to maybe a slightly younger fan base, but um, let me uh, talk about this song. Uh, this is a song that features like a sampled spoken word. Uh, Heart that's regurgitated several times the beat is interesting i actually really like it. it has like this world music flavor that features easy bongos um the substance on the lyrical content is a little nonsensical to me kanye is criticizing the media but at the same time promoting their talking points uh maybe you should have thought a little bit harder on that one um The track develops to an eerie and haunting sound eventually. Um, Travis Scott's part is minimal from what I see. I don't think he's on the production, um, or maybe I just didn't look too much into it. Um, But yeah, I did not think it was terrible um, uh, for something that is featuring these two artists. I actually sort of liked it. It was a B- here. Um, How you like that Blackpink? Uh, This one was just confusing. Um, If you don't know who Blackpink is, Blackpink's a K-pop band. Um, this song has a bit of like a 2010s club boom flair to it. It feels like the only thing missing on this track is Pitbull. Um, it definitely heavily relies on that trap beat breakdown, it is used so much on this track. Um, the rap verse is pretty unmoving. Um, it has in the bridge again just heavily relies on that trap beat breakdown. Um I don't think this track has much staying power, but um, I rated it a D. Next track was one of the ones I had to think on a little bit. It is uh, Girls in the Hood by Megan The Stallion. Um, It samples that one track, uh, My Six Four. Um, I hate when hip-hop songs do this, when uh, something is just sampled from the past that is easily going to make the song more accessible and I guess more hit friendly. Um, let's just say I like this song better than if someone like Cardi B did it because it features just like a very aggressive rap flow, um, almost freestyle like, um, like I'm a bad bitch type of thing. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the flow, but overall it was executed quite well in the rapping. rapping. Um, definitely like this female power anthem. I just think it was I guess overall with the composition and everything it was just a little bland and boring, predictable. technically, it was fine though, so I gave that one a plus. and yeah shorter week this week um we're already to the worst track, and this one I had to think on it a little bit um I'll start with the worst track. And we'll go to the best track at the end. But um, the worst track of the week was by Black. I think that's how you say the name. Song titled Know My Rights, featuring Little Baby. I think this is one of the first Black songs I've heard, and I immediately am not convinced by this guy. Um, to me, he's just an, another innocuous trap rapper. Um, the beat is spacey. It's somewhat interesting, but it's also pretty boring. Um, it features like these nice synth embellishments. Um, Little Baby's feature is probably slightly better than what Black is doing. Travis, what I'm what I'm getting from this is that Black is trying really hard to be a Travis Scott knockoff or protege. It's this song. Its content is really just another generic "Mama, I Made It" hip hop song it's really boring. Um, I I can see why he needed a feature on this because this was just a snoozer. Um, and I wouldn't have given this the worst track of the week. Um, had it not have been so blatantly pandering to like this Travis Scott aesthetic where it tries to be spacey. And there's just like these like ad libs thrown in that are obviously ripped off from his aesthetic. Um, I just did not get this. I would have given the worst track of the week to Rags to Riches, but uh, Know My Rights, honestly, just took the cake because it was it was just so uninteresting. Um, the rapping was just very mundane. It, there wasn't even a part where I sounded like he was even interested in what he was rapping about. Uh, yeah, Know My Rights featuring Little Baby, worst track of the week. Uh, on the other hand, we got something that I really did enjoy on Best Track of the Week. Um, this one is titled Sick That in Your Country Song by Eric Church. Now, Eric Church is probably one of these voices and country music that is needed. Uh, he's a little bit of a rebel. Um, he's um, one of my favorite country artists in the past, I guess, five to seven years. At first, when I started getting into Eric Church, I noticed he had a bit of a unique flair to it, uh, his music. It was more organic. It relied more on like this rock aesthetic, but he still kept that twang that made country country. He's had tracks that I've really enjoyed over the years, such as uh, "Put uh, Beer in My Hand, Talladega, um, among others. So um, I think he might be having an album on the way, and this is maybe just a single. Uh, Aside from that, this is a song that has, like, an organic sound to it. There's, like, an outlaw country nature to it. Um, it has, like, this acoustic guitar ostinato. It's obvious call out to Nashville. Um, it's pretty convincing performance. It has, like, this pretty convincing performance by Eric Church. He gets pretty uh, enthusiastic and, uh, I guess, angry. There's a very angry mood to this a really big chorus with these like these supporting gospel vocals. It's almost slightly not even country. It has like, this dirty guitar solo. Just dirty. Uh, and dirty in a good way. And It's maybe a little bit derivative of like this big, boomy cock rock that was big at some point in time. Uh, but I, I thought it was quite nice. It wasn't bad. I gave this one Best Track of the Week. And yeah, that concludes Best Orange Track of the Week for the week of July 11th. Um... Yeah, pretty interested to see what happens next week because um, I can either see a lot of these new entries dropping out or going uh, higher than I would hope. Hopefully stick that in your country song is one of the ones that goes higher. Um, but nonetheless, I'll see you guys later I'm a Music Reviewer and take care of yourselves.